uh, 99 Problems, and a Mitch ain't one. What's up, Mitches? Taysom on the quarterback keeper. Splits the gap, 20, 15, 10. Taysom on his feet, 5-4, 3-2-1. Touchdown, Taysom Hill. Here's your hosts, the Mitches, Mitch Marshall and Mitch Davis. Welcome to Two Kooks. I like how that's short and sweet. We're going to talk Cougars every week. Every week we're going to keep it short and sweet. And uh, I'm pretty pretty excited. We're already we're in mid-season, you know. We don't need to waste time talking about the same things we talk about all fall. It's go time. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, you can go to Two Kooks Podcast at Twitter or Two Kooks Podcast on Facebook. Keep it simple. Um, Portland State, that game kind of sucked. Uh, there was a point during that game I was uh, hanging out with some buddies. We kind of had a guy's weekend. We were doing a puzzle because we're going on a trip, and we are like, let's let's do a puzzle. I don't know why. I don't know. But we got the, – the puzzle was more fun than the game, and that's – that is my overall observation of Portland State. I'm super glad I didn't go and sit in the hot, hot heat – to watch, um, but I'm glad. So that's my negative observation. My positive observation is like they didn't do anything really bad. The defense almost pitched a shutout. They didn't really get driven on a lot. The offense, everybody did like one good thing. I just want to see more good things. And um, also, clearly, we needed a tune-up before we faced Louisiana State University. So those. That's my Portland State rundown. What what did you think, Mitch? You went to the game. The game was hot. I felt very prepared in the sense of I bought the unlimited drinks so that I could get unlimited refills. Look at you go. I had a water bottle with a mister on it. And I had a lot of sunscreen that I lathered up at the beginning of every quarter. And I can't imagine not having... Any one of those things. And it was hot. Yeah, did you take your child? The stuff on the field wasn't so hot. <laughs> yeah, it was, I was, the, the turf might have been, but yeah. You're very white. I'm I'm very happy you applied so much sunscreen. Um, yeah, I, I avoided the sunburn. Um, at one point in the fourth quarter, though, they zoomed in on a guy in the rock, and you could tell he was just a big lobster. Yeah, rough game because students don't start school until next week, and so until after the LSU game, there's really no students on campus. Um, but yeah, was there any player that stuck out to you? Anyone that deserves a shout-out? Like, we finally got to see Matt Bushman, which we've been waiting for. They tried to run some nifty stuff for Jonah Trinaman that didn't really pan out. Otherwise, pretty vanilla. Um, anything that stood out for you? I felt like the offensive line to take away the penalties, which obviously hurt them. They could have had a lot more rushing yards if you take away some of those chop block holds. But if you take those away, I feel like the offensive line opened up some really nice holes, and the running backs didn't necessarily hit them as well as I wished they would have. Yeah, I think there was something to be desired, um, and they all certainly have the ability and so, like, you saw flashes from Squally. I'm, I'm excited. 
I'm not going to give everyone a pass on this game because if that's indicative of how they... I think seeing Portland and then seeing how they play at LSU... And here's the thing. I expect to lose to LSU, and that's someone who's going to New Orleans, which is a story I'll tell in a moment. But, um, <laughs> like, I want a good game. I want to play with them. If we lose, I'm not going to be heartbroken unless, you know, it's real close. But if we get our, get our butts kicked and it's like, okay, we played at the same level, uh, my optimism comes from the fact that it was the opening game and BYU plays down to the level of opponents. You know, one thing I liked about the the years in like 2001 when BYU was so dominant, at least in the Mountain West, is they were kicking teams' butts, and that's why they had such a good case come bowl time because they were really laying it on thick, and they, they don't do it enough lately. You know, Portland State isn't McNeese State, but they're also not an FBS school. Um, but let's let's talk season. Um, Mitch. Came up with a new category. I mean, we've seen it, but I'm excited about it. Um, do you want to start? You want me to start, Mitch? Uh, you can go for it. Okay. Shot or no shot? Tanner lost four games as a freshman. He loses half that this year. And two no games. That would be two losses. With 13 games on the schedule. That essentially puts it at, can he beat everyone but LSU and Wisconsin? I think that's very possible. Wow. But, I think I'm going to say he, uh, he, must, he, uh, he loses one less than that, but not half of that. Okay, Mitch. Try I'm going to say no Bargaining, shot. bargaining, no shot. I'm... I'll straight up say no shot to that one. I really hope we beat Utah. I think we can beat um, Mississippi State if we play better than we played against Portland, but um, I'd be pretty shocked if BYU ends this season with with two losses. All right. In 2016, BYU had 15 passing touchdowns. This year they will double that. I'm going to say no shot. That's more than two touchdowns per game, and he might be able to cushion that with like a four or five touchdown game against a couple of different opponents. But I think there's going to be lots of rushing touchdowns, and I think uh, there's going to be some teams that give BYU a lot of trouble in the in the red zone. Well, and the team that he could have padded that stat against, he only threw one touchdown pass. Hey, hey, he could still pad him. Pad, 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 pad. Wow, I can't talk. Pad that against uh, UMass. There's a couple other teams. It'll happen. I hope it happens. That's not... That's in no way like a crazy... 30 is not... That's a very reasonable number. I just... Don't see it. I hope he does. I hope he finds a, a nice red zone weapon as well. Um, the defense last year gave up 19.5 points per game. That was 14th of 128 schools. This year they will allow less points per game and be a top 10 
defense, shot or no shot? I'm going to say they slightly allow less than that. Really? I do worry a little bit with the loss of Francis Bernard. I would have been a little bit more on board if that uh, wasn't the case. But I don't feel like there's any teams on their schedule that are necessarily like this offensive juggernaut this year. That's true. The good teams that BYU plays, even if they're really good, they're not full of firepower. Um, man, 19.5 doesn't seem that low. Like I feel like that's very possible. I really don't think that they'll be a top 10 defense. So if that's the realm we're in, I'm going to say no shot. But I'm excited. Like Watching Sione Takitaki made me excited. Butch Power did not play in that game. And he mentioned today, uh, and this is just through word of Twitter, that Sounds like there's a good chance Francis will stay now. I don't know. I'm a little upset if he's seriously considering Utah, so let's leave that for later this season. Um, okay, and this one is just ridiculous. BYU will beat LSU in Wisconsin, but lose to Utah and Mississippi State. Shot or no shot? No shot because I refuse to believe we will lose to Utah, and if we grab LSU or Wisconsin, I will be such a happy man. But if we beat both, it means it's a special season, and I don't think all the ingredients are there for that. I say shot on this one. <laughs> that, it's crazy. a very BYU thing to do, though. Call me crazy, but LSU game. Okay, you had a tune-up. They did not. They're breaking in a new offense you could potentially pull a win off there. Wisconsin, they struggle when they travel out west. You could potentially pull a win there. Utah, as always, is a toss-up. Mississippi State, that game in October, and traveling all the way to Mississippi to play it, has me worried. Okay. Let's run through the rest of these real quick. We're going to run through these. Butch Powell had 1.5 sacks in 2016. His brother, who plays wide receiver, will have more touchdowns than Butch has sacks in 2017. I don't think Neal is going to score many more. He did get the first of the season, and we wrote this before the first. And Butch uh, Butch is going to get a handful of sacks. So I'm going to say no shot. Yeah, I'll probably go no shot as well. Neal's got the, the heads up right now, but probably not for long. And it's not that Butch is like a sack guy, but we would hope he will be. Uh, Matt Bushman will lead the team in touchdown receptions, but not receiving yards. Shot? I mean, tight ends are a weapon for the red zone, but if he leads in receiving yards, that's bad news with a quarterback like Tanner Mangum. you got to have some receivers putting up big yards. Agreed. Agreed with everything you just said there. All right. Shot or no shot, if BYU goes undefeated, they will make the playoff. I'm going to say shot. I feel really good. Really good about that. Um, Why? I don't know. I mean, probably not, so I won't even have to deal with it. Last year, though, I can tell you, if BYU would have gone undefeated with last year's schedule or this year's schedule, they would not have made the playoff last year. Yeah, in some ways it's too hard for me to say because I don't necessarily know everyone else's strength of schedule out there, but if you go undefeated, you're... You definitely are in the conversation. 
But you got to have so some... So undefeated? I guess I'm going to say shot. That doesn't mean it's going to be 100%, but... There will be an argument shot. to be made for it. All right. Um, shot or no shot, Mo Longy will record a tackle. I'm going to say no shot. Um, he's going to see the field like special teams and me, some other stuff, but I'm just going to say no. Let's give the man time. I'm going to say shot. You got to, you know, with that UMass game towards the end of the year, you got to throw him in there, give him a chance. <laughs> All right. Uh, Here is something that viewers would not have seen on television is the second field goal attempt of the day, uh, the one that came in the fourth quarter that Rhett Holman did make, Mo Longy laid out the guy across from him, and, you know, just helped him up and jogged off the sideline. And I hope there was a sandwich waiting for him. All right. <laughs> shot or no shot, Jamal and Taysom will be teammates when BYU plays Utah on September 9th. I'm an NFL guy. And I've watched Tyson very closely. And I think he's going to make at least a practice squad. I do not think he will be on the active roster. Jamal clearly will be. Oh, that's tough with Tyson. Uh, what an active roster, I guess, carries what? Two quarterbacks, and then you've got a guy on the scout team that's technically not on yeah, your... Yeah, kind of depends if you consider that, that... I think it's nine people you can have on a practice squad contract. Love the word tutelage. Okay. Uh, and I think Taysom has performed about as well as you could have hoped so far. All right. Next one. Um, a Utah fan wearing some sort of Utah shirt or hat will make an appearance on Live PD by season's end. If you don't know what Live PD is, it's like cops but live and it's captivating. Check it out on A&E f- Friday and Saturday nights at like 11 p.m. I don't know. Why did I just read an advertisement for the show? It's really entertaining. But you see a lot of people uh, do real dumb things. And could one of those people, and they are in Utah sometimes. So it is very plausible to me that someone's wearing some Utah swag. Um, but I don't, a lot of homeless people wear BYU swag. So I'm not going to accuse this on a fan base. But I'm going to say there's a definite shot of this. I'm going to say shot as well. Um, you know it's bad when one of the local news anchors, who is a Utah fan, tweets out a picture of a man who robbed a bank in Utah clothing, and is pretty much just pleading for people to stop committing crime while wearing Utah apparel. <laughs> it happens quite a bit. I worked in a newsroom, and you definitely saw people commit crimes in jazz stuff, Utah stuff, some BYU stuff. All right, um, shot or no shot, Kalani gets more wins this year than last year. You go first, Mitch. Um, I'm going to say more, and we'll get to predictions a little bit later, but uh, so this is get more wins this year than in year one. This is kind of where we left off um, earlier, saying if they get two losses, you know, they go 11-2, and two, that's pretty great. And I think he's going to get 10 wins. 
That's my review. That means BYU takes care of business against the bad schools, beats one of the P5 schools. Let's all pray it's Utah. But I think they might beat Utah and Mississippi State and then make a misstep against another team. I don't know. I just see this season going 10-3. and three. All right. <laughs> um, let, we, we just, Mitch just added one in real time um, because we're fancy. Shot or no shot, Mitchell actually makes it to Nolens for the game this week. Um, I have not been watching the weather. I know New Orleans is not immune to this bad weather. They are immune to the hurricane. It's not going to really hit New Orleans. But um, just, man, I'm so happy Southwest changed my flight for free from Houston to New Orleans. Uh, I need to order tickets as soon as I can in the morning because the ticketing opens. Oh, But we've already booked a hotel, and so I'm going to New Orleans. Dang it. Is my flight going to be delayed? Could it end up falling apart? Yes, but there is definitely a shot. I go to good old uh, good old New Orleans. Um, I better be, anyway. Um, I hope for your sake it is a shot. Um, you already had to jump through some hoops to get this far, so I hope you finish the rest of the way and make it there. Yeah. And LSU, I mean, you can preview all week. I think Mitch summed it up. Is they're an offense in transition? They're missing some key pieces, but they're LSU. They just all of their recruits are three or four or five stars. They're full of size and talent and speed that BYU doesn't have, and um, that doesn't mean that they're completely in a new class and BYU can't play or defeat them. But you just gotta know what you're playing, and it's really cool that BYU got to play them in a large part thanks to ESPN because there's millions of dollars being floated around right now. So that's. That's lovely. Mitch, do you have any... I don't, I don't know what more to say uh, about Utah. Uh, or, sorry, not Utah. I don't know why I said Utah. <laughs> about Louisiana State, other than I'm glad I get to go to the game. And um, BYU's got to play a hell of a lot better than they did this week. This game is going to be very interesting because I think... As good as LSU have a program as they are and as good as they are year to year, BYU could be catching them on a little bit of a down year. They do have a few injuries on the defense um, as well as the offensive line, which, you know, see how they talky-talky. I think the only reason he didn't have more sacks last week was because Portland State's quarterback was a little bit more mobile than what I feel LSU's quarterback is going to be. So if they've got some... I read today this is the first time that they've started like an underclassman on the offensive line in like so many years. But at the same time, like you said, it's like all five stars on the offensive line. Whether they're experienced or not, they're good. It's like how many BYU players would start for LSU? It's probably not very many. Um, but that's coming up. I'm excited. I think next week we'll have a lot better idea of this team and we'll be able to take a lot better look at Utah. Uh, man, that's coming up fast. I need to get a ticket. Totally forgot about that. Um, uh, let's roll through the schedule real quick. We're, we're going long, so we're, we're going we're gonna to nail this down. LSU, I say it's a loss. What do you say? The offense just did not show me enough last week to make me very confident. Even though at one point I was feeling like this 
could be a win, and they still do, but it's not. this game is very reminiscent of BYU-Oklahoma in 2009. It's going to be very low scoring, and the offense do just enough to win the game. Uh, I'm going to say maybe no in a close, like, 17-14 loss. I think there's just a hope it's like Oklahoma because we obviously won that game. All right, uh, Utah win because if we don't win, like I give a, I just what? Oh, uh, I just I want to. I'm gonna I'm gonna vomit vomit all over Provo. <laughs> Utah better be a win. I also and think it will be a win because you, Utah's quarterback situation is kind of sketchy right now as much as they would love to say it's not and say oh we've got two proven guys when you don't really know what you've got out of the guy they've named their starting quarterback was it Huntley? so I think yeah Tyler Huntley well I was told by a co-worker very close to the Utah situation he was a very surprised that Troy Williams lost that job there's got to be some serious doubts coming from somewhere for Troy. But yeah, Utah does not have anything this year where you're like, wow, they're going to be at the high level in the Pac-12 and I think in a rivalry game at home after all this time and after last year's debacle, it's it's got to happen. Game number three, Wisconsin. I'm going to call a loss. Um, Wisconsin, I thought, was coming into not a down year, but not. I wasn't super concerned and... Uh, the more and more I read, it's looking like they're going to be a lot more of a competitive team than I thought. And it's in Provo, which is super cool. I just don't see us taking down the Badgers this year. Maybe I don't want to get my hopes up. I don't know. I'm going to call this on the loss as well. But partially, I think if this fell anywhere kind of different in the schedule, uh, we would have a better chance especially at home, but after you play LSU on the road, a big rivalry game against Utah, and then you turn right around against against Wisconsin, I worry about injuries, I worry about a little bit of fatigue, just all those things in general, mixed with if it's anywhere as close to being as hot as it was, at <laughs> a whole 130 kickoff for that uh, game, uh, I just, it worries me. We got a couple weeks for it to cool down. Game number four is Utah State in Logan. This one worries me because we're in Logan and we're coming out of that gauntlet. It's an in-state rivalry. Um, I'm really glad I have CBS Sports Network now, thanks Google Fiber. (laughs) But uh, I'm going to go ahead and call it a win. I think this is where BYU's hopefully doesn't let down but comes in and are like, okay, we got to be better than a Mountain West team. I think this is where uh, BYU really gets things together, maybe for the first time, a full, complete game on both sides, plus open a big win against Utah State team that I don't think is all that good this year. I think this podcast today is more indicative of the difference of your optimism and fanship and my pessimism and fanship slash skepticism as any podcast we've ever done. Um, and, I mean, we're only going to really be a game or two apart on this. Uh, Boise State in Provo. Uh, I'm going to say because it's in Provo, we grab it. Um, and I think this is a point where Tanner Mangum's got to be really good by Boise if he's going to be good at all. 
I think after that Utah State game where they really put things together, they start to get a bit of a roll. They get a home game. They get a win. Also partially because I don't think Boise's quite as good this year as maybe some of the Boise's of yesteryear. But they've got a season. I feel like we've said that like the last five years. Like, oh, Boise's not the old Boise. And then they have really good years most years. Okay. It is true. Um... Boise, for me, could be that team where if we take down an LSU or Wisconsin, Boise could um, could bring us down. Next up, Mississippi State in Mississippi. Um, that's October 14th. Uh, time to be announced. We do not know um, where that one's going to air or when it's going to be going yet. Um, this is one I'm very undecided about, but I think we're going to lose. I told you at the beginning of this podcast I was almost more worried about this game than I was at LSU and Wisconsin. And part of it just is the way the place it falls in the season, having to travel all the way back to Mississippi. I also think from things I've read that Mississippi State is pretty upset they lost to us last year. (laughs) And we rushed the field. The defense keeps us in this game. At that point, I think it's just the toss up of what happens. I just want to let you know on a bloop single right now, the Rockies catcher went first to third, and he was hustling. I'm multitasking. As you can tell, I was very excited about it. Anyway, yeah, uh, tough call to go out. Going out BYU's going out east, what, three times? Uh, Nolan, Starkville, and then Greenville, North Carolina for East Carolina. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and go through the rest of this schedule at one time. It's East Carolina, San Jose State, <laughs> Fresno State, UNLV, Maybe I'll go to UNLV. UMass and Hawaii, which I wish I could go to Hawaii. Bottom line, if BYU loses any of those games, it is a huge strike against our claim that we should be a P5 team. San Jose State and Fresno State are not bad. UMass and UNLV is bad right now. They're not always. Hawaii is not great right now. They're not always. UMass is bad. East Carolina is not good. So BYU has to win those games, and I'm going to call all of them wins. With Hawaii being the trap game, because it's in Hawaii, got to travel a bit, some time difference, which shouldn't be too big of a deal because you're traveling the other direction. Yeah, that's the thing. Is that, that outgoing but should be okay. Hawaii would love to beat BYU. It's a rivalry game that we don't even know we're a part of. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I just miss Norm Chow. That was a joke. He shows up on 1280 every week and kind of does some stuff. It's kind of entertaining. Um, well, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited that it's football season. I'm excited that sports are back underway. I've already gotten to do a couple volleyball games. Soccer team is not starting out well, so we won't talk about that. But it's nice that college sports are back. And um, we're, we're going to keep rolling. It's going to be a blast. Uh and I think after LSU, maybe we'll do some, some more season-long anticipation for specific players. I'm excited to really watch a game. You know, this week, I just, it lost me. And, you know, I just think of how big of a Broncos fan I am and how I'm like, every down, no matter what, I do not miss it. It all is very important to me. And, man, for BYU, that game, I was so excited for the first quarter, and it just lost me so quickly. It was just not super exciting to watch. So I'm hoping... Going to this game will get me hyped up, and then my first game back home will be against Utah. 
was a very lethargic effort on Saturday. Um, and the Heat definitely had a role in that. The fans, it was kind of like, hey, acknowledge you are here, but don't expect us to do much because I'm half dead. <laughs> All those old people that go to BYU. The other thing is... Um, it's uh, it's funny that we always ask for it. We were like, oh, we want these more traditional daytime games. But, man, that game would have been a lot better at night. But Definitely. Fun ones coming up. I'm going to go to LSU. Hopefully I'll go to Utah. Uh, Utah I'm pretty much going to go to. Wisconsin's a maybe. I think I'd like to see that one. Um, but it's, the intensity it's be for sure will be up for those games, which I think is going to make a big difference overall. And the students Players will be there. Well... I don't think The Rock is by any... I don't want this to come off as negative, but I think The Rock is slightly overrated, but I do think they bring a huge presence to that stadium that is badly needed. Um, so that's like a... Comp- and if that's, you could pick up okay. a win this week and then go into the Utah game, whew, that stadium's going to be rocking. Oh my gosh, please be Utah. That's my only life thought right now. Um, yeah, I was looking into getting a guest Rock Pass because... I have friends who are still grad students. I can just go with two hundred and twenty bucks. I mean, I guess if I go to every other football game and then a, some soccer and basketball, it's worth it. But man, that's rough. Maybe I'm yeah. just cheap. Uh, it's been about the same, but uh, for my football tickets, difference being I can show up fifteen minutes and sit in my seat instead of having to get there hours beforehand. That's very true. No, if I get a rock ticket, those. And luckily, the people I'm with are okay. I always, I always use the excuse. I'm like, oh, I'm a, I'm an announcer. We're used to, we like seeing the all twenty two. I don't mind being higher, and it's, it's semi true. But I also don't care enough to stand in line. The last time Utah was in Provo, I stood in line for twenty hours to watch BYU throw up. A, so I'm never doing that again. But uh, I think that's it. I think we're good. We're gonna keep it short and sweet. Glad we could do some shot or no shot. Take a look at the season, but it's going to be a blast. Any final words, Mitch? Uh, Periscope, Facebook Live from uh, New Orleans, and let's see uh, what that. You know, I'm staying at like I'm has to offer. staying in the French Quarter, right next to a jazz club, and it's going to be a party. I, I did not expect to go to Louisiana; it wasn't high on my list, but you know what? Now we're doing it once again. Shots at Southwest for hooking it up and changing that flight. Um, and thanks to Mitch for pointing it out that it had already been happening because I was probably going to call them and try, but it was good to know people had already had it done. But thanks for tuning in to Two Cougs. I'm Mitchell Marshall. The guy on the phone is Mitch Davis. And, uh, you know, we're going to talk Cougs all season long. See ya.